Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Justin, and I am proud to announce the release on DVD of Ninjas vs. Vampires the Movie. That's right, the movie that Big Daddy Horror Reviews called one of the top 10 independent horror films of 2010 is coming out on DVD, and you can order it now by going to ninjasvsvampires.com. Now, you want to go there because if you go to ninjasvsvampires.com, you will get a free audio CD with music from the movie, stuff about the Enlight Podcast Network will be all over it, extra commentary, all sorts of stuff that you can't get anywhere else except by going to ninjasvsvampires.com. So go there to get it. The movie is out. Ninjas vs. Vampires the movie at ninjasvsvampires.com. We are now part of the Enlight Podcast Network with such awesome shows like Trek Off, Pop Off, The Hot Mess Podcast with Phil Stamper, and Ninjas vs. You. Subscribe to those. They're going to be fun. Enlightpodcast.com. It's time for Trek Off, the Star Trek podcast with balls and lady parts, too. Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. I'm Alexia. Oh, boy. Oh, well, I'm popping out already. It's me this time. Ha, 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 ha. It is time for it to be you. We just had this big powwow and nearly a therapy session about... <laughs> Nearly a therapy session. I was like, 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 here's about vampires, and here's we liked you, and here's about Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that means nothing to anyone that just heard it. And, and, and you refer, of course, to the prophecy of the one, the one that will bring balance to the force. Yes. Yes, um, I do. <laughs> oh, and now the audience is going, no, you're, you're, you're jumping off topic again. That's not Star Trek, that's Star Wars. But they're not really thinking that because they saw when they looked on the website that the name of this episode is Star Trek versus Star Wars. But even if they hadn't, there we've established at this point that everything relates back to Star Trek. Or Star Wars, which I, I that's always my I always go, it's like the prequels. And it's just I I haven't really talked about the actual Star Wars movies. I always kind of go back and relate it to the prequels. Is I feel like the prequels are like the ultimate object lesson on sometimes on what to do wrong and sometimes on how to get things half right and blah blah blah. <laughs> get things half right. Here's how not to make a movie. Yeah, it's there's some truth to that. Okay, so um, look, I don't want to pretend like we're being in any way original or that we're covering any. We're not. Yeah, that there's this has been covered uh really it's well. Been done to death. Really well on Make It So, um, which doesn't exist anymore. So. Um, but, uh, Hey, you know what? We are in no way affiliated, affiliated with them, but simply syndicated. They do good podcasts too, but listen to all of ours first. But if you're still hungry for more, go to them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm magnanimous of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Really. You should listen to all the pop offs and go over to ninjas versus you and even hot mess with Phil Stamper over at endlightpodcast.com. See what I did there? Oh yeah. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, listen, um, it's funny because when before we started tonight, your mother called on the phone. Don't bring my mom into this. Come on now. Yeah, I know you. Come on now. Come on now. Um, uh, sorry. I, thank we you. have to bring your moms into it. Think, I, I love my how. mom. My mom. Hey, did I, well, like I don't love my mom. Maybe I don't think that you should like talk about my mom. Well, I, I, <laughs> your mama. <laughs> so, um. So your mom was on the phone and she mistook uh, Star Trek for Star Wars. She did. And she I, did. I would say outside of the geek community, that's not that or and maybe it's a little less common now, but I'd say 10 years ago, it wasn't all that com- that uncommon that people sort of would lump them together. Like they're the same thing. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's they're eight. Oh, letters. you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. I'm not into that. Well, my stepmother certainly 
at one point would say she's not into Star Trek, but she likes Star Wars. But she liked the new Star Trek movie, and she didn't dig the last three Star Wars movies. So it's I, I think that it's it's worth noting that I think that there is this symbiotic relationship between the two. Okay. I, I think that without Star Trek, there is no Star Wars. Without Star Wars, there is no Star Trek The Next Generation. Without Star Trek The Next Generation, there is no... There, there is no Star Wars prequels, and without Star, no Star Wars prequels, there is no new Star Trek movie. Um, really? Yep. That's, that's what I'm asserting. And I'm asserting that they have influenced each other in negative and positive ways. And I think that Star Trek has has ended up, um, the uh, at least in the, in the current incarnation, the victor between the two. <laughs> it's interesting to note that, um, that Star Trek's best theatrical release... Is probably the new Star Trek movie. Um, maybe not the. I be- mean, I did see it like six times. Maybe not the best Star Trek, but the best movie, the best Hollywood. Let's put it out there for general audiences. Everybody can relate to this movie. It's not very Star Trekky, um, but it's uh, it's a uh, it's the best movie. It's the best produced. It's best acted. Blah blah blah. Um, interestingly, can you I would say it like that one more time. Movie. <laughs> Hi and welcome. Um, would you like to see a movie? <laughs> um, but interestingly, I would say that after the the some people would say the failure of the prequels. I don't. I like the prequels, but I don't. Failure. Um, but the the since the original series of or the original series, the original Star Trek trilogy, the best incarnation of Star Trek is now on the small screen, which is Star Trek: The Clone Wars or Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So you um, can't be messing. You have to say the right thing for the right thing. You're right. You're I right. have no idea what you were talking about until you said the Clone Wars, and then I was like, I like "Oh yeah," I like flinched. Yeah, Star Wars. Star, <laughs> Star Wars: The Clone Wars is this astounding television series that um, I presume. Then the television series is a lot different from the movie that they came out with because that was trash. It's not a lot different. It's a lot better. Trash. It, it was. I walked out. You know, I walked out of that film. Good for you. I actually, I almost okay. I will watch. Any I movie walked all the way through. I really will. I and, and you know me. I like to love things. I'm a lover, not a hater. And yeah, you, know, you do. And you're more of a hater. And I. I was a hater enough to walk out. But I, you know what? I, I here was the thing for that particular movie. I wanted so bad to turn it off because it sucked that much. And I was it like, did. I cannot watch this piece of shit you know but then the problem it, was like, was, it became it became like a a, a a testament of my will though i was like you know what i am not gonna have some fucking joker come up to me and then i'm gonna say that movie was crap and they're gonna like well did you watch the whole thing did you see this part like i was like i'm not gonna let that happen i'm gonna watch well, you know, this whole piece of crap and then when somebody tries to tell me it's good i can tell them definitively on every front why it's not and i think the movie ultimately hurt the series um that that i think that the movie was it was first of all it was three episodes it was supposed to be the first three episodes of the series and then they were like well hey it's star wars we're releasing the theaters we'll make some we'll make a few million dollars which they did um but it was just the first three episodes of the series um just like the first three episodes of the first season of next gen the first season of ds9 the first season of buffy like any first three episodes it took them a little while to find their footing and but those first three episodes of those things were good no the they fir- weren't no they yes, weren't they were in comparison the first three episodes of this was like nothing it, it kind of went against like if, if that's what you're if that's the assertion if that's what's going on because i don't watch the show um then it is absolutely like nothing like star wars to me 
Well, it's like but you've it got was, this fucking kid who who constantly doesn't listen and goes and does her own thing, and instead of there oh, being Ashoka? wisdom, Ashoka Tano, yeah, yeah, and instead of there being wisdom and her learning that that's the wrong thing to do, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, like, but here's, it was just so. But here's, but here's but here's the deal. Here's here's the deal. Is is. The, it was the first three episodes of a series. You're used to a movie. It was not supposed to be a movie. So in a movie, she would eventually learn. She would eventually learn by the end of the 90 minutes that her arc would be done. In a movie, the, the story is done. The arc is finished. Now, it's a show. So what you're watching is you're watching in that movie, you're watching three 22-minute episodes put together. Not great episodes. But she was not supposed to complete her art by arc by the end. It was not structured to be a film. That's fine if she wasn't supposed to complete her arc. But then she shouldn't have have achieved so much success either. Yeah, but it yeah, here's have the been thing: limited success and and she and, was and, limited and, success. and a hint and an inkling that she has more to learn. And it felt like she was just justified in being a douche. Here's the thing: she was in the first episode, and then it comes back to bite her later because there are multiple episodes. So yes, her impulsiveness. Um, is sometimes the thing that makes her win and sometimes it's the thing that makes her lose but it is inching her because we're now into season three or four of the clone wars i think i watched all of season i think season two is i've watched all the way through and i'm waiting until the next one comes out on dvd um but the her impulsiveness eventually leads her closer and closer like she has instant success because that's what the dark side does it gives you instant success but she's inching closer and closer to not being where she's supposed to be. So when she suddenly goes out, like in season two, Ahsoka, the same character, goes out on patrol with a different Jedi who's not Anakin. When she's with Anakin, her impulsiveness works. And Anakin, who I actually prefer to Hayden Christensen, the Anakin on the show, is for me the Anakin of Star Wars. Um, I. Uh, I mean, I feel like anybody would, that would be the case. <laughs> um, but well, he also does a great voice job and he's well written and stuff. But, but when she goes out on patrol with a different Jedi because he's off fighting some battle somewhere and she tries the same shit, it doesn't go well. And he's like, you are too impulsive and it's not working. And she has failure after failure, which gets people killed. And he goes, you're not following the Jedi way. You're following Anakin Skywalker's way and it's not working. And it was about the sixth or seventh episode of, of maybe it was even later, like the twelfth episode of of um, the Clone Wars. And yeah, you're right. There are parts of it that seem sort of anti Star Wars. But then at one point, um, Ahsoka gets captured, and Anakin's been almost exactly like you saw him in the movie. He's just sort of he's a good guy, good general, doing good stuff. And then when Ahsoka gets captured, and nobody will tell him where he is, and they've interrogated the guy who knows, he gets everybody to leave, and he walks up to the guy puts his hand out, uses the force, slams him against the wall and goes, you're going to tell me where she is. And he goes, I'm not telling you anything, Jedi. And he goes, you're going to tell me who she is. And in the background, you just hear the music go, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and you go, holy shit, they're doing it. They're going there. But the plan is for the show to run six seasons. They're not going there immediately. And all of a sudden you realize, and now by the end of season two or three, whichever one I've seen, um, you're seeing glimpses of him going places he's not supposed to go, killing people, torturing people he's not supposed to do, and it's going to dark places. Um, so I would say that that, that the show sh- that that first of all those are three not great episodes, and they should not they were not intended to be a movie, so they feel 
like the conclusions are rushed and it really just feels like if you rewatch the movie I'm just saying, like when you if you look at it like from the perspective of what you expect from star wars because the, the movie it, is a bunch see, of action scenes all it is a bunch of action scenes it's just a bunch well, of, but it's not just a, that's what i'm saying like if, if it had just been a bunch of action scenes i could i could have accepted that and just been like that's mediocre it's because it like it leaves you with this feeling that what it's teaching you the audience you know is that she's asserting that this is the right way to do shit is being told it's the wrong way to do shit. She does it her way and wins. The thing is, she's and being she's being told it's the wrong way to do shit by Anakin Skywalker, who is. It's important that and and here's one of the things important. I didn't expect for us to jump immediately to the Clone Wars, but in the Clone Wars, we never hear of Ahsoka Tano in the Star Wars universe. So she is either in Episode Three of of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Order 66 happens and the clones all eliminate the Jedi. The Jedi are all killed. So she either quits the Jedi Order, goes into hiding, or is killed during Order 66. And that has to be resolved by the end of the Clone Wars. We have to figure out what's going to happen to her. So the question is, is she right or is she wrong to disobey Anakin Skywalker, who's going to be Darth Vader? It gets into that shit. And the other thing that, that I love about the show, Star Wars as a weekly television show, is it explores the hero chips. It explores the Star Wars universe, like in the way that you got to explore it in the Star Trek universe. So you get to go to the planets and you get to go to the as an episode you realize the breadth of the universe that they that they've all the things they've mentioned. You get to meet like the last little bit I saw had young Boba Fett from episode two trying to get revenge on um, on Mace Windu for killing his father because uh, Jango Fett was killed by Mace Windu in episode two. And he does some incredibly amoral things, kills a bunch of innocent people. This kid who wow. looked, who by the way, looks like all the kid clones because he is a clone of Jango Fett, just like all the clones. So when you, you meet the kid clones who are training to be the clone troopers and he's fitting in among them, but is better than all of them. <laughs> and and ends up almost killing all of them. And it's just like, spoiler alert, um, but it's just like the show can go places that the movies could not. There are entire episodes that don't have Ahsoka or Obi-Wan or Anakin or anyone that you met during the show. There, there are entire episodes that focus on people you've just met during the show. Um, and it's it's really become an expanded universe thing, which is one of the things that I always felt made Star Trek superior to Star Wars. Yeah, because you get Everything. you get movies, but you also get the episodic. And let's be let, let's let's be clear. Imagine that Encounter of Far Encounter at Farpoint had been released as a film instead of a pilot. So what you had is you just had Star Trek Four come out, and then they release Encounter at Farpoint as a film, and nobody would have. People would have gone, I saw that new Star Trek film that came out, and it sucked. The production values were lower than, than, than what I'm used to. The actors seemed uncomfortable in their roles. Nobody seemed to get along. That captain was rude. The, the Nothing really seemed to work, blah, blah, blah. It should never have been released as a film. In the same way, Clone Wars should never I mean, have been released. I'll agree with that to some extent, but I, I, I still think that that would have made for a better movie. Um. Than, than I, Clone Wars did. I think the counter for uh, a counter at far point is because whatever else it may be, you, you, like the the stuff you said, you know, yes, is is weak 
comparatively to like uh you know yeah. the, the other films. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I wouldn't I have still, walked out I of it. And I did like, walk. I did walk out of Clone. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have walked out of it, and I would have still had a sense of this could be cool because it has the elements and and what. I expect from Star Trek, but it's what you expect from a Star Trek TV show. You wouldn't have accepted the way on on a big screen the way that they introduce people. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's more what I expect from a, from a show. But at least that would have been what I could have said. Right? Yeah, but the thing like, is, that I, that, I couldn't even feel that way about the Clone Wars because I just felt like it was crap. Just crap. Well, crap, yeah, crap, and, crap, and crap, yeah, crap. and and it had problems. And the the thing is, they they re-edited it to try to make it be like a movie, and they added action scenes where they didn't need to be action scenes. And they, I just felt like they were just. It's just like now we're on a planet and there's more action, and then there's there more action. And really, they're they're they 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 just like they did on Next Gen a lot. They switch genres. There's like a a, a noir murder mystery episode of the Clone Wars. There are there it's 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 really a very good. I mean, if if you don't believe me, go read the reviews of the show. No, I mean that's why that's honestly I mean, that's why I watched the movie. Read the reviews of the show because I'd heard that this show was so great, and I was like, the "Oh, movie I'll sucks. check it out." You and know? you know what? And, and now was, they, I was so disappointed. And now and they, I don't like the animation. I have to say, you know, it animation. gets better. It gets way better. The style doesn't change, but it gets way. If you watch the animation from the first from the movie, and then you watch it now, it's so much more detailed. Now they everything is so much more nuanced. It's all about nuance, both in the performances, the characters, the writing, the the supporting cast. Because they build a supporting like like DS Nine. DS Nine is a great example because when you first meet the main characters on DS Nine, a lot of people were put off by that. And DS Nine is made great, and I think it is great. I think it's, you know, as anybody who's listened knows, I think that DS Nine is the best of the Star Trek franchise. I think it never gets better than DS Nine. Um, and I would say that the reason for that is the astounding supporting cast and supporting storylines that everybody has. Nog. Has a storyline. Garrick has a storyline. Rom has a storyline. And in the same way, you go on there and Kit Fisto has a storyline, and 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 the Mandalorians have a storyline, and and Amidala has stuff that's going on on her end, and Obi Wan has his own. You know, you learn about Obi Wan's past and an ex lover of his, and and like everybody, and and all of a sudden realizing that he has an ex lover that it didn't work out with, suddenly puts into perspective the way he treats Anakin with Amidala later. Like, it makes sense. And and in that they can explore it and be more nuanced. I mean, they even have a good Jar Jar Binks episode. They even have an episode with Jar Jar Binks as the main character. There are only two in the entire series where that's the case, and they're good. I actually dug them. I dug both of them hmm. that they did because they used him as he should be used. He is a goofball, and he stumbles through. It's almost like the Buffy episode that had Xander called the Zeppo. where Xander's just sort of stumbling through, or all the big things are happening in the background, but you're just following him. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And the episode <laughs> the episode with Jar Jar Binks is very much like that. Is he just kind of stumbles into big things? You don't follow him the context of following like when you met Jar Jar, you met him in the context of of Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and he's there as an annoying sidekick. But when you're following him, and he's sort of stumbling through, not realizing the much larger things that are happening in the background, <laughs> it's it's funny and it works. It finally Jar Jar is working, and it's it's. I, I'd say the show just works on so many levels as we're seeing, but we'll get to it. We'll get, let's get, I, I would just say that the irony is, is that right now Star Wars is a small screen success and Star Trek is a big screen success. And I think yes. that that's, that's, it's incredibly ironic considering that. I, st- I think that's only because, you know, there isn't Star Trek on the small screen so much right now. Well, except that Star Trek on the small screen last time they did it was an, it was an out and out failure. 
It was an out and out failure last time they did Star Trek on the big screen. And it was like, it was an out and out. Uh, okay, no, I will not say Revenge of the Sith was an out and out failure, but if you want to call it last time they did Star Trek, Star Wars on the big sign to be, screen to be the Clone Wars, it was an out and out failure. Oh, yeah. Across the board. So we've gone from Star Wars fails on the big screen and now it's succeeding on the small screen. Star Trek fails on the small screen. It's succeeding seen on the big screen. screen. But Star Wars was a big screen creation and Star Trek was a small screen creation. I think it's an, it's an interesting irony. Yeah. Um. So, uh, are you a Star Wars fan? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I I grew up watching the Star Wars movies. But like, are you a fan? Like, I'm a fan. Or are you? Have you seen them a few times? Or oh oh no, like the original stuff, I've seen a ton. You know what I mean? Like, love, 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 love it. The new ones, I don't even know. Really? Yeah. Like, it's interesting. There's like a part of me that wants to own them because it's Star Wars, but like. There's that other part of me that was like, I, there was so much I just didn't like, like the, about it. Like the bad episodes of Star Trek, of which there are many. Um, no, there are. Spock's brain. There are no bad episodes. Yes, there are. Admit, you got to admit there are. You can yeah. enjoy them and have them be bad. Nemesis, you know, insurrection. I'll still pop them on. I'll still pop them, and I've said this before, I'll still pop them on. But I'll pop them on and I'll, and I'll enjoy them. Yeah, that's the thing. I... The original series, or not the original series, the prequel trilogy is awesome for me while I'm cleaning my house. It's like I can stop during the Darth Maul fight. I can start stop during the uh, section of episode two where they're in the factory. I can stop during the pod race. I can watch about half of, of Revenge of the Sith because about half of Revenge of the Sith is awesome. Yeah, no, that I definitely saw the difference in, in certain parts of that being being much better. Um, you know what it was? little secret that not a lot of people know. From what I understand, Tom Stoppard ghost wrote about half that film. Really? You know who Tom? You know who's Tom Stoppard? Yeah, is? yes, I do. Yeah, a Shakespeare in Love and yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh yeah. So the whole thing about the 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 awesome scene with Ian McDermott just just at the opera, we're talking about. Have you heard of the legend of Darth Plagueis the Wise? He could make the midichlorians create life. Most of the stuff with Ian McDermott as the emperor was written by Tom Stoppard. Oh, wow. He came in and, and ghost wrote a Shakespearean character. That's awesome. Yep. That And, you know, that makes made me a wanna, difference. And it makes me want to watch it again. Like, oh, you know what? I think Reve- Revenge of the Sith, while it has a, a it's it's got some problems. Um, I mean, yeah, but still, it still has Hayden Christensen. It still has problems. <laughs> you know, and I feel bad for Hayden Christensen because he's done good. He was great in Life Life as a House. I, I, I. I dig there are times I dig him as an actor I even see what he was trying to do well you know what's interesting here's something that I find interesting just kind of across the board about some actors in general like when and it was interesting because I was okay so I kind of have a beef, a beef to pick with you because you didn't warn me yeah. about something um, I so when I finished season two yeah when I finished uh, season two of Deep Space Nine, Nine um, isn't it awesome Oh yeah, no, I knew. I, like you made it sound like it was this big deal, and I didn't realize you were just talking about like the introduction of the Dominion. The introduction, like, but all, the way they're introduced and the way. No, no, agreed. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it isn't awesome. But not like, just the I Dominion, but the Jem'Hadar. Yeah, I thought it was going to be some shit I didn't know. Like, yeah, and I was like, the, no, I knew this. The mo- but the moment that while, when the Galaxy Class ship is just trying to leave and they just smash it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's definitely powerful stuff. Don't get me wrong. Um, but so I finished it and it had, you know, special features. So I'm like, ooh, I'm jazzed Uh-oh. to watch the special features. Um, spoiler. Don't, <laughs> don't spoil anything because I'll tell you what was spoiled for me. Okay. And then I stopped. 
But before that happened, I was really enjoying the interview they had with um, with Terry Farrell. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, she, God, she still looks good. Um, like, I guess I don't know when that was recorded, but she's still hot. I mean, I still prefer her with, like, the long hair and being pale, and she was, like, tan, and I just, I don't dig tan chicks. But, like, I'd still do her. Um, That's hot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um I enjoyed what she was ta- when she was talking about how she came on the scene. Right? Spoiler alert is coming up for anybody who's listening. So just spo- oh oh no spoilers no. for spoilers for the sixth and seventh season to DS Nine. Go on. Okay, yeah. So oh no, he's not asleep. Okay, suffice it to say, partway through there was mention about something that happened, and I was like, oh, how the fuck? How the fuck do you spoil some shit for me on the? end of of us of season two when like by all accounts on the thing it was talking about like the seasons like six or seven or whatever it was they fucking spoiled like wasn't even out yet and i'm I like know. how do you how do you fucking do that because they assume that you've seen it if you bought it if you're watching it they've assumed you see it but why you, would they assume that you've seen those because seasons? you you, ha- you, you have to understand that at the time the ds9 was ds9 is one of the like next gen came out and then ds9 came out it was before everything in the world was coming out on dvd and now it's very common for people to re to watch shows that they didn't originally watch on dvd but at the time it was people were buying sets they weren't renting netflix wasn't even really around yeah so people weren't going to watch shows they hadn't seen on dvd people were buying their favorite shows on dvd it still occurs to me that the special features would be about like at, like at least in season two would be relevant to that which you had already seen. It, and it wasn't and it was, then and then like it when it like, comes to like season seven when it's all over that's when you have those kind of sure. overarching entirety of the series sure and discussions it, but she was but it was it was spotlight on Dax you know that was the, yeah that's what I'm saying like you don't but, have but spotlight it was, on Dax until the end that's kind of my point like yeah but it was it was at the time it was it was a, a mistake made it was a mistake made because the concept of dvd on tvd or tv on dvd was new so they didn't realize that there would ever be someone watching who had not seen they thought that anybody who was watching this was a rewatcher. and now and this was like some joyous thing that you the, the, would get, it was tidbit well, you would get about the character that you love dax you yeah know, because you already the end of season two and you, you already know everything that happened exactly her, so because it doesn't matter nobody was watching dv nobody was watching tv on the first time by the at uh, for the first time on DVD at the time, and then that has become what everybody's done. I mean, but just the idea. I'm of sorry nobody about that. Is ridiculous. Yeah, no, no, just, it, it would have did, been nice if you had mentioned like, "Hey, you may I, not want to watch." The I special haven't. Features. I I watched the special features the day I bought the DVD, and like not since it's it's not. But since. but here's what I was getting at. It was something that I thought was interesting, and and I think speaks to you know your comment about Hayden Christ, like seeing Hayden Christensen and other stuff that was. I good. kind of already sp- spoiled that thing though, like twice. So. <laughs> No, you spoil a lot of things. But anyway. <laughs> no, it's the only thing I spoiled, but I spoiled that particular thing for you twice. <laughs> um, Who do I think is the hottest person on DS9? <laughs> I keep going, Esri Dax. You're going, don't shut up, shut up. Anyway. So. Um, Clearly. She's telling. You're smart. Story. You had figured it out. <laughs> she's telling this story about. Um, By the way, look what Captain Cisco's going to look like. That's a hot man. Better than he looks right now. Better than he looks now, yes. Okay. He looks he looks kind of badass there. He's like, you know, he also, the, his acting style well, changes. He's like, I, I could see that. Like, there's, I can definitely tell that there's stuff in the beginning of the series, you, you know, that about the way he, he, he is that I don't always dig. He's getting there now. Where you are now, he's getting like, kind of like, I'm a bit of a badass now. Cool. 
I, I will be enjoying that transformation. Um, what was interesting to hear her talk about, because I've been trying to say it for like the past five million years. Sorry. Um, is she was talking about how she was surrounded. She felt a little bit like an outsider because she was surrounded by all of these Shakespearean actors. Yeah. And they had all done theater and they'd all done Shakespeare in particular. Yeah. And so she had a lot of trouble, particularly being the science officer, with having to talk about shit that she, like, use words that aren't even necessarily real words, potentially, like, stuff that she would not say conversationally. And it occurs to me that, like, it would be more of a problem if you did not have that background. Like, having a background and, and, and people, because, like, people who could be a good actor, that doesn't mean they would be a good in, in Shakespeare, because it's a whole other thing. It's, it's, it's bringing alive words and concepts and stuff that, like, aren't readily understandable to somebody. Where are you going? Well, so with fantasy movies, with sci-fi movies, like I think some people who ca- who are good actors, like I think Thora Birch, I felt this way about her when she was in like Dungeons and Dragons. We she were, was terrible. We and were, it felt like it was because We were talking about Hayden Christensen, weren't we? Yes. And I, Hayden I Christensen. I forgot where we were before. I, I think it's <laughs> I because where we are. it's because they don't they they have but trouble have being in in a in a conveying realism in something so far-fetched or so fantasy or so outside of what is expected. And I think that that, there's a gift to that. There's a talent to that, to being able to make that feel real. What Star Trek Trek is and Star Wars are, the two things they have in common, A, they're eight-letter names that start with the word star. Sure. Um, B, they're both space operas. They're, they're, They're larger than life sort of soap operas in space i mean they're almost there i mean they're a little bit they're it's shakespearean you know what i mean they're like, a, they're a, extent, they're like, they're a, a lot of heightened, shit going on they're a heightened reality with a stylized dialogue that is not naturalistic yes and that is where they diverge and i think it would be let's jump back and say where they diverge okay um star trek is science fiction and star wars is fantasy um, okay. Or at least in the original incarnations of both. Um, uh, Star Trek takes place in the future of Earth, and Star Wars takes place in a gal- in a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. Star Trek, at least in, in its original incarnation, is a show based on science. Star Wars. Yes. Star. And they use they use a lot of stuff like science theory. Star Wars. Star, Trek, Star Wars is based on myth and. On myth and you know, there's the force and there's almost know, magic, if you will. The ma- magic, spiritualism. Star yeah. Wars. Star Wars is based very strongly on Lord of the Rings. It's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. You know, if if well, Ob- then what's the ring? What's the One Ring? <laughs> if o- the One Ring is the dark side. Okay. The One Ring is. Uh, the this d- is interesting. The One oh, Ring is the five, d- <laughs> five minutes go. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, the One Ring is the dark side. Frodo, <clears throat> Frodo is um, is Luke. Um, Obi Wan is Obi Wan is Gandalf. Um, uh, Mary and Pippin are are R two D two and C three PO. Um, although they are also partly Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Um, uh, it's <clears throat> it's the story of. A uh, of a rural character who comes from a rural background who dreams of something more who leaves with an old wizard man to go fight uh, to go fight an evil army led by um, a darker more powerful wizard um, 
and joins with a merry band that uh, that it starts as sort of a hodgepodge bands until he finally joins an officially sanctioned. Oh, so Han Solo is uh, is Aragorn. Is Aragorn? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then and then and then he goes and as you go through the Star Wars trilogy, um, he goes through more of a of a dark transformation until finally he has to fight his own his his own uh, problems fighting the dark side. Or you know the the ring the the influence on on Frodo until finally uh, and again it doesn't pull exclusively that from that because then there are the father images and stuff like that a lot of stuff from Greek myth and stuff but the basic structure hmm. the basic structure is Lord of the Rings it's the basic structure of Star Wars it's also the basic structure of Harry Potter it's the same ideas is the and and to be fair it's the basic structure of ninjas versus vampires it was a deliberate choice. To make the character in Ninjas vs. Vampires, to make the character of Aaron, Frodo, or Luke, or Harry Potter, the the guy who is who is from a basic, the the farm boy drawn into a world of magic. Is is the the structure is sort of the same. Um, that's a lot more. That's not very specific, though, right? That's that's like well, in the case in the case of, of vampires, which nobody has seen, but if you haven't seen it, go see. It's available May third on DVD. Um, go to your local store and buy it now, because by the time this is released, it'll be nearly that time. You can pre-order right now on ninjasversusvampires.com. Um, uh, the the it was at least in the case of vampires, it was a deliberate choice on my a deliberate choice on my part. I said. I want Aaron to be Luke or Frodo or Harry. And when I had to explain to the other characters who were the lead actors in the first film to go, I'm making somebody else the lead actor of my second film. It was, that was not an easy sell. Hmm. It's not easy to go to these guys and go, Hey, I know you guys are the lead characters of, you know, it's becoming a commentary for that film, but it's, it's, it was a deliberate choice to go. This is a way to introduce an audience to a world in an efficient way. To make them to create this character they can all relate to, and then bring them with that character into a well, yeah. Because in the, fir- world. in the first one, you've got the they're all normal mm-hmm. getting brought into it, so you have that that like from the point of view of yeah, the audience, so that's what you the, have something to relate to. That's but then, ninjas versus zombies that we're talking right, about. But then in the second, in the second one, I didn't. You I didn't. You they're already ninjas. They're already want, ninjified, so you need you need that. I had a, character I, to, I had a choice. I could either make it a direct sequel where I go. Okay, you have to have seen the first one to understand what's going on in the second one, or I could have made it a standalone, in which case I have to reintroduce the world from the very beginning, in which case I needed a new protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I found that that was the best way to do it. Lucas, when he created Star Wars, wanted a world that was already in progress. It was something that was very, from a production design standpoint, every, that world looked lived in. Oh, absolutely. It looked lived in. It sounded lived in. They told stories of the Clone Wars, something that happened. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of history. There was history that was that was mentioned. It yeah. Wasn't yeah. Even, yeah. It, it wasn't spelled out. It was just like, you fought in the Clone Wars? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And I loved that. I love that it was just reference. Yeah. Like, casually. And, yeah. The way we'd go, you were in World War II and not say anything else about it. Yeah. Because you don't uh, need to. <laughs> um, and so, and so the, that, that was, that, that's a classic way to introduce. So that's, that's. You know that that is that is Star Wars. Star Trek is much different. If Star Wars is Lord of the Rings, Star Trek was supposed to be wagon train to the stars. It was supposed to be. Is that some show I'm not familiar with? Wagon train. <laughs> yes. Um, it was supposed to be Bonanza. It was supposed to be a. Okay. <laughs> it was supposed to be a a western. Okay. A western in space. The idea was they were out exploring, like the way that people would be out exploring the West. The West. Okay. They were out exploring the galaxy. Um. 
the in truth Rod Mary always wanted to bring it back to being um, this socially sociopolitical um, very utopian he always wanted to sort of bring it back to that that was his ideal but a lot of it was you know you have to get Kirk in a fist fight you have to so but it was very talky by comparison it was very talky they didn't have great special effects by the by comparison Star Wars had astounding special effects oh yeah Star Wars was cinematic and was operatic Star Trek um, was almost like a soap opera in that Kirk would fall in love and then it would be done by the end of this it was very much it was very much episodic sci-fi-ish nerdy television while Star Wars was appeal to the masses you know yeah um and was science fantasy there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of science in it it could it was almost yeah 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 no there's a lot more myth a lot more you know it wasn't in the future the it wasn't in the future they weren't really humans there was no earth there was no science there was nothing there was magic and wizards and and religion and um and it was a movie that's the other big thing is that Star Trek was what 66 how many episodes they have 66 something like that I think it was like 20 right. 26 66 or 71 however many I boy I feel like Maybe an idiot 60 I feel like an idiot yeah, yeah I feel like we're going to c- get called on it if we ever our email address so far is still <laughs> only uh info at nbzmovie.com really? yeah I haven't don't have an email I'm sure I could make it something at trekoffpodcast.com um, yeah it's probably pretty easy or or just or you know what just uh look go go to endlight uh, entertainment.com and you can probably find a way to contact us um, yeah like let's make them work for it yeah I'm sorry okay by next time I'll really try to have well, it I'll, I'll really try you're gonna try you're gonna try to try there's a lot going on <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, the point being that uh, that Star Trek was a, or Star Wars was a movie it was it was you know you know a high, like uh, uh, two hours and four minutes long are you really checking your phone I need to know what are you looking up how many episodes yes all right so but but Star Trek had you know with within three episodes of Star Trek there was more Star Trek than than Star Wars you know within six yeah. episodes there was more than Star Wars and Empire within nine episodes there were more more Star Trek than Star Wars Empire and Jedi together okay 30 26 and um so 24. So that's sixty. Anyway, thirty, twenty-six, and twenty-four. Is it? It's yeah. No, no. eighty something. Oh Jesus! Hold on. I know thirty. Thirty plus twenty-six plus 26. is fifty-six. <laughs> is twenty-four is eighty. Right? Yeah. Um. Yes, it's eighty. So wow, way off. I feel like there are more episodes, fewer episodes. I don't think there are thirty in the first season. I can't imagine that. I, I just looked the shit up. Okay. Anyway, the point being <laughs> that there are infinitely more hours of Star Trek. Oh yeah. Infinitely more talky. Infinitely more characters that you get to know. Infinitely uh, a, a universe that you get to know a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's and 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 like we said, it's based on science. Yeah. Like there may, they, there are certainly things that are are fiction, but a lot of it. And this is something that I always loved. Like that's why I love those shirts that say everything. I I learned everything I need to know from watching Star Trek. Yeah, I love that shit because there's a truth to it. Like when I was in, you know, learning GT physics and stuff like that. Like they were talking about black holes and things of that nature and 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 stuff that I had encountered that I knew just from watching Star Trek. Like I'd never cracked open an actual physics book, and and like they're talking about this and that and in class. I'm like, wait a minute, oh my god. Yeah, totally. I totally know this. Yeah, <laughs> because I watch Star Trek. Well, and then and but, that's just awesome to me that they because I think that's 
that that but it changes somewhat when you reach uh star trek the motion picture because when i say that one begat the other begat the other star trek um took science fiction and brought it to the forefront Star Trek became a phenomenon, which no other star, no other science fiction thing had ever become this much of a, of a phenomenon before. And by 1977, there were Star Trek conventions already. People were watching. It was on TV every day. It was in reruns. You could watch it. Star Trek, the animated series had come. It was the first spinoff. Keep in mind, the animated series, whole season of television, a spinoff of a canceled show. And people always talk about the movies and they go, no, no, no. They, they canceled the show. Then because of fan interest, they made a new animated series based on it yeah because you know you gotta imagine like and it opened up so much that they could do yeah in and terms so, of an uh, of yeah of, of special effects quote unquote because it's animated they can do whatever the fuck they yeah. want like so you need to worry so, about so you get to star wars and star wars exists because science fiction is in the forefront because of somewhat because of 2001 which preceded it um and also star trek it's it's just you know the they say the word you know no ship that small has a cloaking device <laughs> you know that's that's a star trek term yep but then Star Wars begat Star Trek because when Star Wars was successful, that's what made Paramount go, you oh, know. Oh, hey, you know what we could do? I bet we could totally make that shit into a movie. And they did. <laughs> and they made a shitty movie, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture. That movie was not shitty. It was not the greatest. It didn't get good reviews, but people went and saw it because they were eager to see Star Trek on the big screen. Big budget. Awesome special effects for the time. Oh yeah, just yeah, huge score, huge everything. They I mean, do. I definitely see the places where they they misstepped. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, it's not a perfect. But film. the thing <laughs> is, they 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 misstepped in terms of tone and pacing and oh, writing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But not in terms of effects. They, no, they 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 went all out for Star mm-hmm. Trek the Motion Picture, and so, and so you have or even in characters like yeah, it was yeah. things like pacing. It was like yes, the ship is cool, but eleven minutes really? Yeah, that's excessive. Um, uh. But then they, when they retooled it for Star Trek Two, they tried to make it much more like Star Wars, which Empire had just come out, and they tried to make it much more like Star Wars because Empire was so. So it was that's where the Star Trek Star Wars thing came because people forget that that for a while between 1979 when uh, the motion picture came out and 1987 when the Next Generation came out, Star Trek was exclusively a motion picture franchise. Like there was there was nearly a decade. There's eight years where Star Trek was just movie after movie after movie after movie. And so you had Star Wars did three movies and Star Trek did four. And mm-hmm. and you have to think you had, you know, 77 Star Trek, 79 uh, motion picture, uh, 80. The Empire Strikes Back, I think 81 is the Wrath of Khan. 83 is both, I think, uh, Jedi and Search for Spock. 84 is uh is the voyage home mm-hmm. so i mean you've got just like star trek star wars or like every summer there's one or the other it's like the like the harry potter or, or like the start like when i was in college it was like the star trek and james bond films would always be on opposite thanksgivings ah uh, like they would switch off yeah um and it was very much like that it was like so the perception it kind of grew there that it was the same but they they were competing in in Star Wars films be you know became this sort of big overreaching story. We forget that there was a Star War, a Star Trek trilogy in there too. Star Trek two, three, and four. You have to see two to understand three. You have to see three to understand four. Like there, there is yep. a continuing story there. There's a trilogy there. You can actually buy it as a trilogy. I no, mean. I know. I you know I, 
I'm of a mixed uh, feelings on that because when I first saw it in the store package that way, I was like, oh, it, it just it felt like they were doing it to cash in on. Sure, the, they were the new movie. Yes, absolutely, and it's like, look, it's Spock, it's a Spock and Kirk trilogy, and I'm like, no, don't do that shit. Like, but it is. Uh, yes. But no, like just promote the movies, like all of them, like they're both in all of them. I just I don't like that because yeah, it feels it, so, it just feels completely commercial. But I, I don't like that. But I but I I feel me. like I feel like Star Trek two, three, four, and six. I said this when we went over the movies is like a, a continuity of of that there is a, a, like one big story there, which I liked because it was episodic. Sure. Um, but you could I feel but you could you could have watched six without. The sure, you, you, and you, you wouldn't be lost. You could watch three without watching the other ones. You don't need to know about Khan. You just need to Spock died and went on the Genesis planet. That's all you need to know for Star Trek. Yeah. 3. For Star Trek 4, all you need to know is that Spock died and came back and is a little retarded for a little while. Um, it's yeah. a little special for a while. Yeah, that's all you need to know. And then he's okay. I'm he's sorry I'm, I'm sorry if I misused the word retarded. I have no problem with people who have that actual problem. I have greatest sympathy in the world for them. I have to be PC. Um I got called out for it. I wrote it into one of my scripts and I got called out like, do not use that word. Oh, wow. I know. I felt like, but in the end, people case, really will pick anything to get offended about. I feel like um, that's why I don't worry about it. Well, I do. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings either. But like at that point, I, I feel like so at some point you're culpable in that. Yeah. Like, like you're almost going out there being like, I've decided you've hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't like that. It just, but that's, that's what I mean, mean by one begat the other. I feel like, like Star Trek, um, Certainly, Star Trek begat the. Well, certainly, Star Wars Star- success allowed for. Well, I would say that Star Trek success allowed for Star Wars to for people who love Star Trek to finally have something new to latch on to. Okay, right. Um, and, and and then by making those movies, it allowed. But, hey, but, see that could be successful. We can make a Star Trek movie. And then I think what happened is that then you had Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is the beginning. Of the downfall of both, which is interesting because it's also the beginning of the heyday for Star Trek. But when you get to the Star Wars prequels, um, the biggest problem with the Star Wars prequels is that they try to be like Star Trek The Next Generation. That's their biggest problem. They forget what they were. Clearly, Lucas was watching some Next Gen. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he be? But like, seriously, it seems like he, he's a cool dude. He's watching fucking Star Trek. But that's the thing. It says, look, look at it. In Next Gen, all the characters got along. In the original trilogy, all the characters argued with each other and fought and yelled at each other all the time. And Han and Leia never got along. And Han, Luke always had issues. And Han was always yelling at Chewie and 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 <laughs> and, and, and yelling at and, and and Leia was always yelling at a three PO and and you know. And and Luke was sort of separate from all that, and everybody, you know. Then you get to to Star Trek episode, Star Wars episode one. You get to Star Wars episode one, and you get to Star Wars episode one, and it's everybody gets along. Qui Gon is polite, very Picardish, and 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 as is Obi Wan. Obi Wan is is a little bit oh, reminds me a little of Jordy. He's a little more flippant, but not too much. Um, everyone gets along. It seems like it's in the Star Trek universe. It seems like you're watching a big budget episode of a next gen episode. It seems like you have you have everybody kind of has is there speaking there's a lot of politics. There's yep. a lot of there's a lot it seems very much like he's going, Ah, oh, I like next gen. I'm gonna do that in my Star Wars universe. 
and it, it's a lot of it's i mean the 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 um trade federation might as well be the romulans the um the you know naboo might as well be you know earth be the federation the the i mean it's all just very it would work really well in a star trek con, con like context if you made all of that Star Trek stuff instead of Star Wars stuff, it would work very well as a three-part episode of The Next Generation. But as a Star Wars movie, you forgot where you came from. People bickered. That was my favorite thing. You know, you know. Oh, yeah, the dialogue was great. Yeah, it's... it's it's. A, I don't have time to discuss this in committee. I am not a committee, you know. You know, and then, and then, and then you get Amidala saying, I did not come here to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss it in a committee. It's the same line. Um, but it's wrong. Yeah, it has no teeth. Um, and and it was it was a next gen. It was it was an, it was the a very Roddenberry in the worst sense of the word. A very Roddenberry future where everybody got along. Everybody was getting along with each other, and there was no conflict, and there was a lot of politics, and there was discussion of the science. Suddenly, you were talking about the midichlorians because things needed to be explained, like they did on Star. There was techno babble. There was, you know, it was very next gen. Hmm. And never thought of it that way. Yeah, it was. Oh, it it occurred like it just it seemed like he was watching next gen and he was like, I mean, to some extent, I get what you're saying. Like, I I feel like it's yes, it strays from the formula in that it it strays from the formula into next gen territory into the rules are everybody gets along. Everybody, everybody is polite to each other. Every even even when Dooku in in episode two when Dooku has Obi Wan like captured he's like oh Obi Wan I I can't believe this has happened it's awful Count Dooku I can't believe you're here the, you know it's it's just people are talking in in undertones to one another it sounds like Picard talking to the Romulans where they're saying nice things to one another but the undertone you're supposed to catch is that they're not they're really nice. being nasty yeah. and it's not it's not Star Wars yeah. It's that's not Star Wars. That's next gen. That's next gen. And on next gen, it fits because it's that's what the Federation is. It doesn't fit in Star Wars. And I think the biggest problem is that he became a next gen fan, liked what next gen was doing, tried to fit it in his universe, which it doesn't which is bo- based on myth. And, and yeah, it's not supposed to it's be not there. supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's that's the strength I think of Star Trek, and I, that I like about it. But it's not something that I've ever felt was like missing from Star Wars because I like Star Wars too. Yeah, like it was like Star Trek had this political stuff that it dealt with. Absolutely, and, and I thought that because it, cool, it was a big TV great. show. It was an episodic TV show. You yeah, had, you you have the ability to do that. You're twenty six you episodes do, yeah, a season. When you, you try don't. to do that in a movie. Like I feel like it's hard to capture people's attention and keep it because. You, you because they can balance it right like we have super heavy political episode now and then and then a big blowout fight the next episode and then a very personal you know? episode next yeah and and it can it keeps you engaged because it's not just like inundating you with politics because that you know what i mean like would be a whole other thing and and i think Agreed. that trying to put that in a movie becomes difficult unless you're doing it in you know star the, trek 6 the, the slowest you know what i mean the, like the, yeah but star trek 6 was a was a was a thriller that was the idea. That's what I'm saying, but like, but, but the you politics know what, you know there, there was so much. Like, you have to build that. Is what I'm saying. Like, you know what didn't belong just, like, in Star Wars Episode One. You know what didn't belong in the slowest part of the scene uh, of the entire movie. All the stuff on Coruscant, the Senate, 
That whole yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like and the, that guy that does that so funny YouTube, he always talks about that. It like, didn't belong there. Yeah, it was. It, it should it's not have been. It's a bunch of of babble. You don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You don't know what these trade agreements are. And even if you and knew, like, you even don't if you care. Knew, you really, yeah, you probably wouldn't give a shit. And it's just yeah, it's slow as fuck. And you're just like, oh, this is episodic TV stuff. This is not. This is not movie stuff. And that's the thing. So when I say that next gen was the beginning of the end for Star Wars. That's what I mean. I feel like like Lucas latched onto that and tried to bring it to Star Wars. It didn't work. And it didn't work because that's not what Star Wars is. And for the same reason that the Clone Wars didn't work as a movie, he's thinking like TV mm. and trying to make that a movie and it doesn't work because the action scenes, like I love the pod race, but it seems shoehorned in there. It seems like we've got this boring movie. The pod race is awesome. In Star Wars Episode <laughs> 1 It's awesome But it just There's a lot of build up to it But it just seems like It's sort of there Now in the same way I feel like Star Wars Started to be the downfall Of Star Trek um, Star Trek never gets I'm, You're not there yet You've seen some of DS9 I will say <clears throat> DS9 Has Star Wars worthy base, Space battles By the end so I would say space battles that are as good as anything that were ever in Star Wars. I've wished to, I've wished that we've ever, we've still yet to see a space battle on the big screen in Star Wars as good as you will get in DS9. Wow, that's a heck of a statement. Uh, that is a heck of a statement. And I will say that the closest we ever got was the opening sequence of Star Wars Episode Three. That it's, it's, we're talking a space battle, space battles akin to Return of the Jedi. We're talking everybody versus everybody. I won't say whose side anybody is on, but when you have Cardassians and Klingons and Romulans and Federation and Dominion, they're all fighting for 20 minutes. <laughs> and you're just, you're used to watching next-gen battles where it's one ship and one ship and they kind of fire on each other. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden... Or it gets really tense at some point and they have to use like a nebula to hide. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, 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 and then they're going to trick him this way and find him by doing this. Yeah, and, and, Use and, the deflector shields. <laughs> you know, and, and by, by DS9, it's just like it's all out fleet warfare wow in ways that you that that are astounding um uh sweeping space battles yeah which which again i felt was another thing missing from the new star wars movies is you just never got them they were sort of a side note they were sort of a yeah this is happening too and you're like no it's the the closest you got was episode two when uh obi-wan was running from Django fett and they're like in the asteroid field Mm. there was a kind of a good Space battle there and the opening to episode three is great, but it lasts six minutes and then it's done and I felt like you never really got a really good space battle DS9 gives it to you. So Star Wars is now influencing DS9 where it's just like we got to raise the bar Star Wars is the bar We need to have that kind of space battle and it's kind of raises it up and then you start having the reversal in my opinion that you start having now you've had the prequels are come out. Prequels uh, episode one came out before DS9 was done, and then Voyager started becoming more action oriented, a lot more running down hallways, shooting things. And by the time you get to Star Trek Nemesis, Star Trek Nemesis is trying, even First Contact is trying so hard to be Star Wars. Now you have Star Star Trek, a lot of running down hallways, shooting guns, a lot of lot of. You know, space battles, a lot of that's what it's like. You go back to Star Trek, the motion picture, which I admit failed. But even Star Trek uh, two, which was two ships hiding from one another. Yeah. What you were just describing. Yeah. Now it's 
big, fast space battles with people running down hallways, shooting at each other. It's like the the goal is always we're going to reach Star Wars. So now you have Star Wars trying to be like next gen. I don't know if I if I necessarily agree that. Oh, that, wha- that all right. The moves, I th- I guess what I'm saying. Watch I think Nemesis. I think, no, 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 Watch no. Nemesis. I'm not saying that you aren't making a point. I'm saying that I think that it's more broad than just being influenced by Star Wars. I think there are, there are, there's enough sci-fi big action sequences. It's all based there. on Star Wars. It's all based on Star Wars is the bar. Star Wars is or was the bar. Was Maybe it's not bar. anymore. Um, I would say that probably now Avatar is the bar. You know, so you're going to see a lot of movies like Avatar. Um, but but Star Wars was the bar to reach. Um, and it just feels very much it, it feels very much like 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 now you have Star Wars trying to ape to a certain degree um, next gen and next gen trying to ape Star Wars to the point where you get to the new next gen film. I know we can hear Mr. A snoring in the background. It's pretty funny. It's cute. And you made a cute face like, oh, he's so cute. Um, but you have you have uh, you have now the new movie is very Star Wars. In fact, there is a funny thing on YouTube where they compare the new Star Trek movie to the original Star Wars. And they say it's exactly the same. Well, the, now this is interesting. Talk for two minutes and I'll pull it up. Just talk for two minutes. Go ahead. It's two minutes now? Yeah, I need you to talk for two minutes, and uh, I want you to discuss the... I, I want you to compare Han Solo to Captain Kirk. Go. Han Solo to Captain Kirk? Yeah, They're go. both hot. I do them both... Ooh, could I do them both in a threesome? Yes. Talk, <laughs> talk about what you would do to them. I think it would be great. <laughs> and then people would be like, what the hell? This is not supposed to be some Alexia Sexta <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> she just talks about the things she would do with men in space. <laughs> That's what you should have called the sex one. You should have called it Men in Space <laughs> instead of Men in Tights or something. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I would like to submit that Men in Space are hot. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, look, I'm looking up on my iPhone. I'm going Star Wars Trek. I think it's, if I look up the word favorite. And hey, if you're playing at home, why don't you do too? <laughs> Everybody, get out your, your smartphone. You know you have an iPhone because... Yeah, you do, um, and and look that shit up. Um, Han Solo, yeah, they're both they're both uh, they're both brash. They're both uh, young, attractive, doable dudes. Um, I think that that Kirk is uh, he's got more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say honor because that's not quite right or fair. Um, yeah, but he has a a, a more fleshed out value system that that isn't more in line with what you would expect to start with like Han Solo is much more roguish and I think that Kirk has that in him that streak in him but he's more um in he does it inside the law if you if you know what I mean like he skirts the law whereas Han Solo is just like fuck the law all right, here's what I'm gonna do I'm actually gonna pause our recording for a second so next thing you'll hear is the Star Trek versus Star go play play my favorite sci-fi movie of all time It's the one that starts with a small ship being attacked by a larger ship, which directly leads to a rebellious young farm boy who lives with his step-parent and dreams of outer space, only to meet an older wise man who knew his true father and asks him to join some crazy space mission and visits a bar full of aliens, then has to go on a rescue mission on a really big ship in order to save someone with that partner he originally hated, but ends up becoming good friends with by the end. 
and then they end up destroying the evil large ship that can destroy planets. Then medals are given out at the end in some great ceremony. You know, Star, Star Trek. Or, uh, Star, Star Trek. Wars. Okay, so if you look at where it says my favorite movie, and to be 100% honest, I should let you know that we recorded that like six times and that it failed. Was so it six? Was it that many? I it don't know. It was like four. So, um, but you get what I'm saying there. That It's like they seem... The, they're, they're, the similarities are there. No, the guy makes he's it's clever. It's funny and it's clever, and he makes he makes some um some good comparisons and some good points. But like it, but not so much so that I think that they're like the same movie or something. I don't think one is like I, a complete rip off or I, anything like that. I think that. that what's happening is that Lucas I, became a Star Trek fan, and the people making Star Wars uh, Star Trek are Star Wars fans now. Yeah, like and I think we they bled into lot, each yeah, other. Yeah, and I think that that makes for for good stuff because I think there's aspects of both. That are good, and I think that a lot of the stuff from Star Wars and the way they tell a story works really well in a you know in a big movie kind of format. By the way, to give that guy credit, it's on YouTube. You can look it up if you look up my favorite movie and then Star Trek versus Star Wars, it'll come up. But it's it's if you look up my favorite sci-fi movie and you put Star Trek versus Star Wars, it'll be there. So look for that guy because he's really clever. I don't know who the guy is, but look for him; it's awesome. Yeah, it was it was definitely clever. I I dug it. Yeah, well, I, I think that I think that ultimately what's and I, yeah, I don't think one is deliberately. I, I again, Abrams has deliberately said, I am I am doing Star Wars. That's what I'm doing with Star Trek. I want it to be more like Star Wars. He's come straight out and well, said. Well, I think there's there's overtly. Room for, I think there's room for that. I think there's room for both. Right? Like I think there's like a a mecca sweet spot place that's like a certain number of parts Star Wars and a certain number of parts Star Trek that equals awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think they're not, at least they're not many Trekkies that I'm friends with that like hate on Star Wars. No, except the prequels. Yeah, except the prequels. But that's like everybody hates on them because they're 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 junk. Yeah, but people hate on Voyager and Enterprise, too. And I think that, you know, that there are Star Trek fans that like they like all of it. And there's Star Wars fans like me that I like all of the Star like just like the prequels. You know, but I think it's really interesting that you watch the prequels have a downslide. And Star Trek have a downside. Star Trek tried to be more action oriented, and the pre- prequels tried to be more politically oriented, and they both started failing on those fronts. So that by the end, they've swapped places. That you now have an episodic television show based on Star Wars that is that that is exploring in a slower way the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I think it's more. I think it speaks more to like. The difference between making a movie and making a TV series. It's just, really. inter- it's just like interesting. It's not that necessarily like this is the domain of this show or this is the domain of Star Wars or this is the domain of Star Trek and, and neither can do with anything that the other does. Like it doesn't occur to me as that. Like it occurs as much more gray and in between. Um, and that I think that they they just have both realized okay, so if this is the story I want to tell, I can't do it on the big screen. Well, it's or interesting the that story I want to tell, it's not really appropriate right for now, the small screen. Right now, there are a group of kids who are growing up with Star Trek being the movie franchise and Star Wars being a cartoon show they watch. But I don't think that'll make them that much different. Like, I think they'll have... They're just... It's a different experience. Star Trek is a spectacle and Star Wars is an episodic exploration of a universe. Whereas... When we grew up, it was the exact opposite mm-hmm. between the two. The Star Wars is the spectacle of which there were only six hours made when we grew up. Six hours of Star Trek. Do we Star have Wars. like access? I feel like it would be it would be interesting to have access to somebody at some point to ask them 
like their thought like that that has grown up star wars is the clone wars now i mean it totally is i i i you know i have a son and he's friends with you know he has at least one nine-year-old friend the nine-year-old friend and i actually will chat he'll go hey you see clone wars i go yeah i saw clone wars i love it um but it's like it's that Clone Wars is Star Wars for people right now. No, I know, but like what you were just saying now that their their experience of these two franchises is different because of where they are right now and where they were when we grew up on it. Well, and it's going to change because next summer, next uh, one year from now in February, I think it's February, February or March of 2012, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is coming out in 3D on, on the big screen. And it's going to be released every year for six years. So Star Wars Episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, all coming out in 3D. And I, if there's one thing I have, I have faith in Lucas doing, it's the 3D conversion. Yeah, I, certainly. I, I have faith that they're going to look spectacular. So you're going to have, for the next six years, I've already I've talked to, to Mrs. J about it, about how cool it's going to be that my son, who is four, my son, is starting next year when he's five, we're going to go like he's already watched all of the Star Wars movies except Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Sith is a little violent. Yeah, it's a little much. See, seeing Anakin Skywalker burn is a little much um, or killing children. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I know you don't see it, but you yeah. know what's happening and that's maybe a little much. <laughs> so so I uh, so but we've watched episode one, episode two and then all of the original trilogy. My son and I have um, starting next year. We get to go see that in the big screen. Well, suddenly that changes. Interestingly, I won't watch the Clone Wars with him because it's too violent. But he can watch it. No, I, I don't watch the Clone Wars cartoon show with him. I watch it oh, just me. You watch I watch it. it. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't watch it. No, it's it's too violent. It's more violent than the than than the movies. Hmm. It's it's very violent. People get shot execution style on that show. Wow. Yeah. It it shocked me the first time that happened that there were a bunch of clones that you meet them and you get to know them and then the bad guy comes up and like no 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 and they just bam bam bam. Wow. Yeah, no, it's not. Sometimes it's a show for kids and sometimes it's not. Hmm. Um, it's an interesting, it's worth watching if you're a Star Wars fan. If you want to be a completist, it's worth checking out. But it's just interesting to me that Star Wars is, is about to cross over back into the big screen for the next six years. But not years. in a new way. But not new to, it's a new generation. It's not new to us, but the last Star Wars film came out before my son was born. And, and from the age of five and a half, to 11 he's going to go every single year to see a star wars film in 3d on the big screen from the age of five and a half to 11 that's a generation that's a that's his generation and and the parents will certainly take their kids oh well yeah yeah because it's something you know as a parent you're always looking for something to go see and if it's star wars and something that you grew up with right yeah so there's going to be a whole but i mean i feel like that 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 it's it's going to be i mean i think there'll be some of that but i'm just saying like if if you love star wars like your son's already seen that stuff. Yeah, but right? he hasn't. Like, but but he hasn't seen it on the on the big screen. Now, granted, I've got a I've got a pretty got big a pretty screen. Big freaking screen. Yeah. Though, yeah. Um. But but this is different. This is 3D, big giant screen, super mega sound. You know, it's gonna be and it's gonna be something he shares with me. It's gonna be like like when we go and there's gonna be a whole generation of kids that goes with their dads. They're, this what you this what dad likes when he grew up he's taking you to see it and it's going to look state of the art it's going to be like as cool to them as it was to us because it's for them it's 3d and uh. done so so they are going to get sort of that wow factor which which is gonna it's gonna play so you're gonna have a whole new generation starting next year for six years that's going to see star wars once again as a big screen thing so i wonder if star trek is you know because paramount's always out to make a buck is star trek going to make the conversion back to the small screen 
as it has a big screen is it going to spin off back to, who knows I hope so. I'm, I do I'm always too. down for more Star Trek. I feel like Star Trek belongs on the small screen. I feel like it belongs in both places. I, I, I think both of them are int- have have a vibrant and well fleshed out, interesting enough world to support both formats because I think they're both very different styles of storytelling. Well, there's and something else there's, that should be noted. There's something else that should be noted that you would be hard pressed to find because. The one thing that Star Trek and Star Wars, and yes, we talked about how the entire Star Trek continuity has been completely decimated by the new, the, the new, new movie. movie. But the new movie exists within the previous continuity. Well, yeah, it, it, it's not a reboot as a la Dukes of Hazard, completely ignoring what happened before. No, it destroys what happened before, but it doesn't ignore it. It doesn't ignore it. Yeah, it it Spock Prime is from the that universe you universe, remember. Yeah, so that universe continues if only. In him and his influence on the new universe. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Nero. So, so the one thing you have that's very unique to both of them, and I think them and Doctor Who, to a lesser extent, the television show Degrassi. Um, um, and now you're starting to get a little more of it with like the new Beverly Hills 902 that was out. I don't know if it's still on the air, um, but you're having. Um, I'm sorry. Did you just put 902 and 0? Or Tron, or Tron Legacy in in, in the or, same sentence. With let me let me <laughs> let, let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. Or Tron Legacy that came out last year. Or you're having things where where there's a very small club of fictional continuity in the audiovisual realm that has existed for over 20 years. Okay. Is the new 902 and 0? They established that Brenda Walsh was. A teacher, Shannon Doherty, was on the new nine hundred two hundred as Brenda Walsh, which is from twenty years earlier. I know, nearly twenty years earlier. Same thing. Tron Legacy came out, and, and Jeff Bridges as Jeff the same Bridges. thing. Yep. It's it's it's. But Star Trek and Star Wars. Star Trek is is you've got Bond, but even Bond is sort of been, the reality of Bond has been completely. Re- yeah, no, it goes all kinds of different places. Like who even who even knows that I I we could in fact I want to do a pop off at one point at, at Bond because the neat thing about Bond is Bond always takes place now. Whenever now is yeah. Whenever now is I, I Bond takes place Bond now. Bond because it's it's just like basically what you do is you just suspend disbelief and just go with it. You go Bond is now. Yes, we are reboot. <laughs> we are rebooting Bond. Bond is young and on his first mission, and yet Judy Dench is still M, even though she was a replacement for the other M who died. And when she replaced him, she commented about the fact that he died, and yet somehow she's still yeah M in the reboot. It's it's this very. Very we strange just, reality because we love the Bond so much. I think you just like you just go. You don't worry about that. Bond is always now, yeah. and that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's different. But that's but because inter- it's the, trying to be relevant to now. Now, but and there's no if there, you're if you're there, building ver- a world right of of a time frame or there's or a very galaxy li- far far away. There's very little. To stick to it. There's very little um, linear continuity in Bond. Um, they they like did. None. They did for a while. They'd make reference to his dead wife, which from um, from his magic. Uh, I his think magic there's some too. linear continuity within each particular Bond. But that's like, just, as, which, it, well, like iteration of an actor playing Bond. But that's right? but that's that's yes, I yes, that's true. But it's all kind of destroyed by Judy Dench continuing to be M on his first mission because Judy Dench was the replacement. For the M who died and talked about her quote unquote predecessor in Goldeneye. Her predecessor. Yeah, in Goldeneye, she goes, she goes, she goes, you know, no, I'm, I know. I'm a woman. And so 
it that really that makes my brain explode. Yeah, um, I can see but that. you but you you know so you look at things like nine hundred two one zero and Tron and and Degrassi. Degrassi is important to mention because Degrassi was on in the early eighties as a TV show, as a kids TV show, and continues to be on. There's there I think there is an if there's not an iteration of Degrassi now, there was five years ago. It's a Canadian TV show that a lot of people are fans of. Yeah, I mean, the name was familiar. I've just never seen it. Um, but Star Wars and Star Trek sort of take the cake for that. To kind of go, if you watch The Clone Wars now, it is in the same continuity as Star Wars A New Hope. And if you watch the new Star Trek movie, even though they did decimate the previous continuity, they didn't ignore it. Yeah. It is the same continuity. Spock was on Romulus because of what happened in the next gen episodes with Spock. That's why he was there because he was doing unification. Mm-hmm. So it is a continuation of the Spock you met back in the 60s. He's the same character. Yep. And and when you see Anakin Skywalker on the Clone Wars, he's the same Darth Vader that you met in Star Wars A New Hope. Um, and and there is certainly about Star Trek and Star Wars, and I think Doctor Who is the other one that you could really kind of look at that and go, here you have an audiovisual representation, be it TV or movies or whatever, that is decades old and is continuing. The only other thing you can really look at is like the old soap operas, like the like Guiding Light that was on forever and stuff where you go, stuff that happened the first episode of All My Children is still factoring into what happens there are still characters from the fir- yeah. first episode of all my children who are on today but other than that's why they called them space operas because they go david these characters have existed and grown and changed and you've watched them but they've just been a part of their lives this whole time it their is, lives are more interesting than yours it is, it, it, is <laughs> <You> a, <know? laughs> it is a singular continuity across decades across generations except that in in soap operas they will take a character out and like recast that shit not always. There, there. Sometimes it's the same actors, but e- but either way, either way, they will completely ignore the characters from before and go to new characters. So I guess Star Wars did, and I guess Star Trek did too. Certainly, there were com- seasons and seasons of DS Nine that never mentioned Kirk. You know, um, but you're looking at a single. But they would, but there would be times when they like, like when they did, when they do the mirror universe sure the mirror universe and, oh sure and, or and when the they go back in time or and, they you know stuff like that like that's that's what makes it great because you, and you know and you know that 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 cisco is that you know that Worf is when he finally goes on ds9 that he is on ds9 because the enterprise d crashed in generations and that crashed because of soren who is taken from the nexus by Chekhov, who was or by scotty who was the same Scotty from the original series. So you can even track kind of step by step by step by step by step yeah. and go, this is one. I mean, they, they used to release the uh, Star Trek chronology. <laughs> that was, I had that book. I nice. would go, it starts back on like, like, like 2 million BC and goes all the way to the 27th century and goes here, according to Star Trek is everything that's happened in order. That's awesome. Um, and and there's a sense of that at Star, Star Wars. Star Wars has, there's a, a game called The Force Unleashed for Star Wars that takes place between episode three and episode four mm-hmm. where, a, where newly minted Darth Vader takes on a Padawan learner. An apprentice. Yeah, yep. and, and hides him from the Emperor. And it's that story. And he goes out and he's part of the destroying the rest of the Jedi thing, I think is the the... the people who escaped from order 66 um 
and, th- and there's Star Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is this whole takes place a thousand years before, mm-hmm. and and it's a really fleshed out universe. It's an incredibly fleshed out universe yep. that goes back, like that that goes that that's, it's really detailed and that there, takes care. To, to not conflict with itself. Yeah, and there, like but it's it's like sort of the heyday of the Jedi and the Sith, and it and it's 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 long like it's a thousand years before, and there are Skywalkers there, and there are you know, but it's and it's fleshed out. There are games, there are video games, there are online video games. Knights of the Old Republic is a really well known video game. There are comics, there are you know, it's it's a huge thing, and it's this giant continuity. And I think in a hundred years. Doctor Who will be a footnote, but <laughs> Star Trek and Star Wars will be remembered. I think you know. I mean, I mean, hell, it's it's we're coming. Is it what it's 2011 right now. When did Star Wars Star Trek come out? 1966. We're coming yeah. from the 50th anniversary in four years, in five years, 50 years of Star Trek, and Star Trek and Star Wars was 77. It's 34 years of Star Trek, of Star Wars. And it's a singular continuity, and I think that's amazing. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. what they have in common. Is that and the fans, but I yeah. think I think they continue to feed on each other, and I think it'll be interesting to see in well, ten I years. Well, I think that they have the ability to to they both bring good shit to the table and can help each other raise their game, just like any you know what I mean. Any level of of competition will make you hone your skills. You know what they better. are. You know what they are. I'll tell you exactly what they are. This is funny. They are um, football and baseball. <laughs> That's what they are. Sports fans watch both. So there are some people who go, I like football better than baseball. I, be, I don't watch baseball. I watch football. But the true sports fan watches both. And huh. and that's what they are. They are they're, they're geeks, football, and, and they, they are, they are, they are <laughs> baseball. In, they are completely and entirely the same thing and completely and entirely different. And to certain people like me and I guess like you, they are like football and baseball. They are they they provide you with very similar experiences and yet very different experiences. Uh, you are watching something sci-fi related that is beloved to you that has a gigantic continuity that you're a part of, but the experience is often different. Except yeah. that now it's that the, the people on the Enterprise have switched from playing baseball to football and the people in Star <laughs> Trek have they've switched sports, which is that's the one interesting thing about them is they they really they truly have switched places. And they may switch back one day, and I think it'd be really interesting. I think that I think that the other thing that you can sort of count on is that um, we will have in fifteen years some iteration. I I can't say fifty, I can't say twenty five. Fifteen years from now, some iteration of Star Trek and Star Wars, be it only novels or games. Yeah, it will continue. They will be around in fifteen years, and I think that the trick now will be: can you get them to a hundred? That would be fucking awesome. Because whoever thought that Star Trek would be coming up on 50 years of continuous continuity. That'd be so fucking cool. I love it. We're that. almost there. That's four yeah. years from now. That's like a hundred years of, of Star Trek just sounds great to me. I'm just saying. When I'm 80, my, look, my mom watched the original series when she was a little girl. She'd come home when she was 10. She watched the original series. Now my son watches episodes of DS9 that are 10 years old. And isn't old enough to see a new Star Trek movie. There's a new Star Trek movie coming out in two years. Hell yeah! It's going to so be wait, huge. So wait, you, you, you're 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 not showing him the original series. That's next. That's actually very close to next. We're watching the final episode. We're watching the name of the final episode of DS Nine is What You Leave Behind, and we're watching that episode. 
right now, but it's a two-hour episode, so we watch it in like 15-minute chunks. And when that ends, we start the the original series, actually starting probably next week. Cool. Which will be the beginning of my rewatch of the original series as you rewatch DS9. I'll watch your favorite, you watch mine. Oh, cool. Oh, that's a yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's, uh, that was good. I think there's a lot more to say, but I also feel like we've sort of hit the most important points. And I think that um, maybe we'll have, I was thinking maybe eventually we'll have like, like Trek off supplementals. Like, <laughs> um, yes. like maybe you'll come like on, that. you'll come on without me or I'll come on without you. I'll bring a guest on. That's not you. Or we'll do a Star Trek supplemental like on our own. Cause I'll probably do a pop off on Firefly and Serenity, but I think nice. we, I think we could do a Trek off supplemental on Serenity to talk specifically about the influences of Star Trek on, on Serenity. Serenity and and a compare like a, a a quick like twenty minute supplemental podcast about that. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I think it would be fun to do. Or you could do one by yourself. I should get your microphone to do by yourself at home, and just do like little five ten minute things to fill in. Although we are we're doing really well. We're like you're hearing what well, the time you're hearing this is five weeks after we recorded. So. So we're doing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah we're, 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 so we're do- doing okay. Yeah, we're doing okay, but <laughs> but eventually we'll need to introduce more like more content, which we'll want you to see. In the meantime, listen, we don't have a uh, we don't have an email address. This has been it's it's been an interesting. It's probably been one of our drier. It's just, certainly I'm not talking about spreading duty on myself. Um, you didn't have enough wine. No, I I had plenty of wine. Unfortunately, that's, that's the thing. Oh, uh, was it too much wine that you mellow? Maybe, maybe I'm mellow. I had did no. Did it make ca- you too mellow? Because last time when I when I we did what the, we need is you manic. When I did the Kirk episode, <laughs> I was having um I was having um a shot of vodka with Red Bull, um, and now I'm just having wine. Oh, um, I'm not drunk, by the way. Clearly, um, I'm just relaxed. Um, I would be drunk, but I just went to like a pretty kicking bachelor party where I got fucking drunk. Did you? So I'm like. Maybe I should just take a break from alcohol just for a second. I'm tempted to go like, how was your week? Like they do in the Suckcast and like talk about our weeks. But I feel like my week was really interesting. Well, then what? Let's talk about it. Why not? I, because of what you figure by now, people will have clocked out. We're an hour and 20 and they'll be like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, All right, so we'll stop you, this one. We'll start a new one. You can stop your weekend. You can, you can stop. <laughs> you can stop listening now. No, I think I think that uh, I think honestly, as much as I want to tell you and the internet about my week, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's we're recording this at one thirty in the morning, and and I gotta get some sleep, dude. I'm just a lightweight. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take my 3ds. I'm gonna you got a new 3ds? That's yes. awesome. <laughs> See, my week was better than your week. So here, let's hear the 3ds there. Here, you can hear it. You're actually playing. You're like Will. You're like Will from the Psychast. You're just you're just playing it like in the middle of it. You opened up and started playing during the show. <laughs> What are you doing? You were like talking about us being done and it's been sitting here like Oh my gosh. Mr. A was going to play with it and like oh my I gosh. just want to play with it. Wow. <laughs> you can't like I can't wait. I want to I want to play my 3DS. I want to play, play, play It's 3D. It's so fucking cool. I want to play it. I'll be honest. I I think it's cool but I think it's not where it needs to be. Here's the thing. I think What this, are you talking about? Here's what the, the thing. Fuck? Here's the thing. I think this what you're holding uh-huh. is the beginning of the future. Absolutely it is. But it's not the future. It's the beginning it's of it. It's the beginning of the future. That little screen that you have there that's that 3D, but it's only 3D if you're looking at it right there. Yep. They're going to fix that. No, agreed. Agreed. This and is this the, is, is, the, is that the screen on the 3ds is going to be it's going to be you know you're going to get 52 inch televisions that do that, that. that will do that and, and that then, you don't have to be watching them particularly yeah yeah no 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 they're going to fix that problems yeah they're going to fix that and and that's going to be you know it's that's going to be the shit it's why I refuse to buy a 3d TV I might get a um an HD projector because I have a projector and a screen an HD projector is not too bad but they there are ones that will handle 3d yeah so you can do 3d on the 
on but don't projector you need, but don't you need the screen like because that isn't that how they do 3d and in, in, in no theater? no no like, then this the screen is like coated in silver or something no it's not that it's uh, it's the it's something to do with the flicker rate of the, uh, the okay the the, 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 the the frame rate the frame rate is like it's 60 and and the left eye is going at 30 and the right eye is going at 30 and the glasses deal with oh, the so you separation need glasses though still yeah you still need glasses Okay. Um, but that's and I and but and is it like the clunky glasses you get with like a three D TV or is it like glasses like in a movie theater like they're just kind of I think polarized it's, glasses. I think it's glasses like a, like in a movie theater that you could, that you can watch um, with a, with um, certain projectors not even, like less than a thousand dollars projectors um, with screens like that we have in here. Um, which, by the way, if you're going out to buy yourself a big giant HD TV and you want a real theater experience, you get a projector, an HD projector for less than a thousand dollars. And a screen for 150, and just watch it that way. And compared to the HD TV, that's like you know, like nineteen hundred dollars for mm-hmm. nineteen hundred dollars for forty two inches. I've got a screen that's six feet wide, <laughs> and and it's less. It costs less than your typical HD TV. My setup in here, my projector here would be about four hundred dollars today. That's it. Then I get a a movie theater. So. I would if you have the space. Yeah, it's all about having the space. But you know, when I had I I was doing this in in a townhouse in a little tiny townhouse. I was doing this. I just went to the basement and I put the screen in, in my basement, and it worked. And I watched movies down there. Yeah, we don't have a basement. We have a cellar. But we had ours. Ours was unfinished. No, no. I mean, like it's like a like you know in creepy, scary movies. Yeah. Where like you know you like you go on the outside and you like go, and they have the, the yeah, wood I make doors those. that open out there. Like, I make those. Remember? I'm just saying, like that's what we have at our place. Like that's literally what goes into our creepy, like just. You can stop cellar. listening, by the way. We're not going to talk about <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars anymore. <laughs> and that's a lot like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I think. I think we've entirely lost our audience, and I'm going to get right. an email from Daniel Ross going, I tried to listen, but I had to clock out right when you stopped talking about it. He doesn't talk like this. Right Does he much. do that? Does he say that to you? He has once or twice, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. No, he gives reviews. I want to hear from you guys, dude. For now, um, email me at info at nvzmovie.com. That's I-N-F-O at N-V-Z, as in Ninja vs. Zombies, nvzmovie.com, info at nvzmovie.com. And give me your thoughts if you made it all the way to the end. Um, uh, I don't know if you have. Um, you probably clocked out. You're like, okay, they're talking about like TVs. What are they <laughs> like, doing? What the fuck? And wine and bachelor parties. But we're talking about the. the it's about t- uh, technology. It's tech stuff. Yeah, tech stuff, which is a lot like Star Trek. Because like on Star Trek, they all I love, have iPads. I, I love how you're like they're like they're nerds. They like it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not what I think It's what she thinks she I thought, like how you just put words in my mouth That's what that's she what said I to said. me before we started I did, before recording Before we started, before we even talked about any of this I was like, you know She's what, like, they're nerds, they'll take it They'll listen to anything Yeah, let's just record for them <laughs> All 40 of you um, <laughs> Listen. Which I love all 40 of you you know what I want? Very the, deeply. You know what I want the, the forty of you to do? You, you must. You must have Star Trek fans. Um, if you're still listening at the end of this podcast, I doubt you are. Um, <laughs> if you are, you get a cookie. The Don't funny thing is, is, is this will troll for new listeners a lot because people go Star Trek versus Star Wars. I'll listen to that, and they probably clocked out at about forty five minutes. Oh, okay, that was fun. Let's go masturbate or whatever they're gonna do. Um, but wow. yeah, well, they might do that. I don't know what they're gonna do. Why would you naturally assume they masturbate? Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that a, is that one of those kitty books? That's an axiom. Like there's that one that like everybody Every, farts. Everybody, everybody poops. Everybody, poops. <gasps> if you go on everybody you, masturbates. Is that the next if you, one? If, is you that go, for real? if you go on YouTube, you can find a video, I think, from Good Morning America from like 10 years ago with Patrick Stewart reading Everybody Poops. That's awesome. Everybody But what poops. about Everybody Masturbates? Is that, I don't think that's... that serious? I, I can't imagine Patrick Stewart. Actually, I can. I can totally imagine him doing it. Do you see him on, on Extras? Have you seen him on Extras? Mm-mm. Oh, look up. Do a YouTube search for, for Patrick Stewart Extras where he talks about people's clothing falling off. Um, it's awesome. I'll show it to you after we stop. But listen, that's it for... I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Drink off. Drink off, bitches. <laughs>